an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings network. We say hello to our audience over on Samsung TV plus. We appreciate you guys watching us the video version of the show here. Fun first hour that we had when we do have a fun second hour on deck 30 minutes from now. Matt Eumanns host of VSIN tonight also co-host of the VSIN college football betting podcast will join us. He'll talk some of his NFL plays but also today's massive college football card. We'll get Eumanns stuff here and I'm looking at his college football bets and boy he has plenty. So we will definitely get into those. His in whole about group does. His, oh, yeah. his whole group. If you get the Bill AD newsletter, which I think you everybody should subscribe to, mm-hmm. we truly have a wordsmith. He's somewhere between Mark Twain and John Irving. I'm not sure where <laughs> you would put him, but he's in that category. And he writes a great email every morning. It's mm-hmm. fun to read. But the the, the humans con- circuit contest, thank you, Derek Stevens, for offering the, yeah. the money to the winner, is tremendous. It's tremendous. You got... 16 of the best handicappers giving you free picks, free picks. They're not charging you for it. You don't have to go through the, you know, the whole rigmarole about how great they are with their picks. And then when you realize they're not, they just put them out there for you. And, and it's a great, it's a great point of reference. I don't know about you, you Femi, but I, I look at it as a point of reference, right? And, mm-hmm. and I've been keeping track of it now since it started last year. I have a whole section in my power rankings uh, notebook for it, except Bill AD changed the format this week, which bothered me. But other than that, I couldn't <laughs> copy and paste it, which I've got to get to him on that. But that's a whole other subject. Yeah, we'll was, get there later. I was going to you gonna call or text him on that one. <laughs> That'll be a phone call. I mean, he changed the whole thing, but then you get the best bets, you know, yep. a lot of people on the Broncos this week. I'll tell you the one shocked me. We won't, none of us will talk about this game, but for some reason, all these sharp players are all over middle Tennessee, mm-hmm. all over middle Tennessee. Yep. That was the one that we were going to ask humans about. It's it, it was one of the consensus plays in the Friday football invitational. And I think it's going ahead and fading Colorado State off of Colorado State's 
quote unquote Super Bowl, an emotional letdown after playing Colorado and what was like emotional doesn't even do it justice. What we saw last Saturday night that the, the, the place had a lot of juice over there in Boulder. And now you have to go across the country and play Middle Tennessee. It's maybe you're not as up for this game as you were this past Saturday. So maybe that, I think that's the angle with this uh, back in the Blue Raiders. That line now up to four. So definitely a lot of agreement here from the, the sharp folks that are in the Friday football contest. You, you know the game the game I like, and I don't know where you are on this one. I like Washington State, Oregon State. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Because you know I'm a big Cam Ward fan. 100%. I know DJ is going to get all the love and all that. And the line's moved a little bit. It's th- minus three. Oregon's the favorite, but going into Pullman's not an easy place to play, as you know. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I mean, this is the official ward, uh, show for Cam Ward at, on VEASAN. Like, like we're, we're big fans of Cam Ward. We've been on him going back to last season. Uh, I, if I had to play this game, it would be the plus three with the Cougars. Like you mentioned, like that's not an easy place to, to play. It's not an easy place to get to. But if I might add, you got to go ahead and fly into Spokane and go and make that that uh, that, that drive across the Palouse there unless you go fly right directly into that Moscow airport. But uh, no, I, I think the Cougars go ahead and get that thing done. And the country will once again see that Cam Ward is a really good quarterback. And they shouldn't be sleeping on this Washington State team because I think they have a really no. good team. Like, I've already kind of been looking ahead to that apple cup it's in seattle this year i'm a little nervous <laughs> with the apple cup like, like washington state they, they, they won the last time they were in seattle and cam ward is a dynamic quarterback and the huskies defense it's shown some improvements over the last couple of weeks but still i think there's a little bit susceptible on that end to giving up some big plays that will be a shootout washington state washington but that's further down the road thanksgiving weekend we'll obviously get into that game when that time comes. i mean i think jake dickard has done a really good job oh, yeah. i mean he's come in there you know, he's done a great job with that team. You know, they've been thrown out of the conference. They're on their own. You know, this is this is basically the Pac-12 game of the year right here. Yeah, the Pac-2. <laughs> yeah, Oregon yeah, State and Washington two. State. The, the, yeah. the, the last two with the uh, with the music playing and the and, and the, on the deck right there as, as, the, as the ship is sinking. We'll see Oregon State and Washington State coming up later tonight. It's but a I think shame be, the game's, what is yeah. it, 7.30 kick out there. I mean, I'll be sound Let's asleep see. before halftime, but... I mean, it's a shame. This is the problem with the Pac-12. If This is why nobody knows oh. about Cam Ward. Nobody really sees him. It's actually at 4 o'clock West Coast time, so it's 7 o'clock oh, Eastern. But the problem is it's, oh, it's, it's, so at, I, it's at the same time as Ohio State and Notre Dame. Now. But it's in the rotation. Yeah, it's in my rotation. Yeah. yeah it's perfect. So we'll be four-screen Michael. We'll be at it with uh, Notre Dame, Ohio no State sound. on one. No, it'll be then... just, no, it'll be one game. I don't put the second TV up for this. It'll be one game flip, no sound. I listen mm-hmm. to Bella snore, and there's no sound. Everything's good. Okay, well, well, you'll be all situated. Uh, but let's get to, to begin hour number two, the Lombardi look ahead. And we start the Lombardi look ahead with a game that we're looking to avoid. What is that game this week in the NFL? You know, th- th- this was always challenging. Every week I want to throw games out. Obviously, there's no way I'm handicapping my son's games because yeah. that's just, you know, I mean, that's too personal for me. And I'm rooting for the Raiders no matter what happens, and, and I'll, I'll admit that I, I'm probably not going to be as objective. But, you know, the one that I think you've you got to be a little concerned about is the Rams game and the Cincinnati game. Although, really, I, I'm, I'm probably more concerned about the Chargers-Minnesota because you just got to pick the winner, mm-hmm. right? And I thought I wrote the Chargers-Minnesota. I thought the line of the week is this game – yeah, but the Hall and Oates play, I think, is the is the is the. No, it's the other way around. Okay, Elliot, thanks for correcting me. <laughs> but this game to me was concerning because I wasn't sure what Burrow's going to do, and this lines moved all over, mm-hmm. and I, I wasn't sure how to play. I want to take the Rams, I really do, and I like the Rams. Now it was at three this morning, 
it's down to two and a half. In the contest, again, in the contest, I, I had it at it, – it's three. Yep. So – and why do we use the contest as a reference point? Because the contest posts their numbers during Thursday. They have to be up. And it kind of gives us a peek ahead of where the book thinks the numbers are going to go. And I think the book fully on Thursday thought that Burrow was going to play. Mm-hmm. And then we see him driving in the golf cart with Mike Brown. And I don't know what that conversation was, but it was something different. So that's why I think I just scratched that game off. If you told me I had to play it, I'm taking the Rams when I could get the three. I'm curious to see where this line goes if we get the news later today that Joe Burrow has been ruled out because that feels like where we're headed with this game. And I know like this will be the final practice day for the Monday teams that are playing there, and then they'll go ahead. They don't have to officially rule him out. They can go ahead and just – go about their business, but eventually we'll find out that he's not going to play in this game. Like, like, does this end up closing with the Rams being favorites? Like, it, would it be smart right now to go it ahead was and down bet to the Rams? one? Yeah, it was down to one originally. I mean, early in the week, it was one. And then there was some trending news that Joe might play. Mm-hmm. But even if Joe plays, are they playing well enough? See, this Rams team is really well coached offensively. I mean, what they did against San Francisco was way better than what New York did. Way better. That's a 17-17 game at the half, and it it took Brock Purdy to sneak the ball over from the one-yard line. So I I think they're really – I think this is Sean McVay's best coaching job. I think it's his best coaching job. For what he has on that team and what he's been able to do has been really good. And Raheem Morris, his defensive coordinator, has done a really good job as well. So I like the Rams a lot. I think Stafford will throw the football on them. I really do. And I I think weather shouldn't be a problem because we're talking about Monday night, so the weather will be cleared out of there by then. I don't know. It's just to me there's a lot of uncertainty. And when I get that much uncertainty, I just kind of slip it into the Hall and Oates. I can't go for that game. Yeah, that is Rams-Bengals, the official Hall and Oates play of the week. I can't go for that. No, no, no can do. You always get the head bob from you when you hear that one. It's a jam for I love you. It. you love I, love, it. I love it. Uh, also, quick note on okay, that game. They're, they're Philly guys. I mean, Storm, they're, they're, they're Temple guy. Both guys went to Temple. That's how they met. There we go. Y'all love that. Maybe we'll get a hauling out as, as, as some bump music on the broadcast today. Maybe that maybe they'll be hip to that. <laughs> Hopefully they yeah. do. Uh, By, Byron Young for the Rams, their rookie edge guy, number zero. Uh, pretty good player. I, I've liked what I've seen so far for through a couple weeks here. Maybe a guy that's kind of sneaky under the radar as a defensive rookie. Let's get to the line of the week. And this is the one that uh, uh, I'm definitely staying away from here. But you wanted to highlight it. Yeah. Chargers, Vikings in Minneapolis. I, I think this is a 50 fit. I, I mean, you could t- the line of the. We're talk- let's just call this a pick em, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I initially I'm like the Chargers are going to win. And then I start thinking about it. And then the Vikings are going to win. My line of this game is 0.98. 0.98. And, and, I, and I have the, the Vikings as the favorite. The Vikings is the favorite. 0.98. So I don't trust either team. I, wanna, I, I really think the Chargers are going to win. I really do. But I, and when we did Chris Russo's picks yesterday, I mean, on Monday when I was looking at the board and watching tape, I'm like, I should take the Chargers this week. And the more I thought about it, it's just there's just not enough advantage here. You're picking the you're into this pick the winner game, mm-hmm. and you and I both know how hard it is to pick winners in Survivor. Yeah. It's difficult to pick the winner, and then you also have a close game. And in a close game, like we mentioned, the past couple of weeks, 
I don't want to have my money on Brandon Staley. I, I, I just don't. So past and, and, couple weeks, well, past couple weeks. Well, we've been talking about it for a while, but I'm just I mean, talking about Andrew, for this season. Look, let's be clear here. There's such a slant, and it's unfair how the media covers people in our country. Because if Anthony Lynn behaved in the manner that Brendan Staley behaves in, in terms of the decision-making on the field, he would have been ridiculed forever. Mm -hmm. Ridiculed. Destroyed. Destroyed. And yet Anthony Lynn's teams were really, he, his decision-making was far better than Staley's. Yeah, they would crush him every single Sunday. It was you just go on X and you'd see Anthony it was Lynn unbelievable. Killed. This killed. guy, this guy just lives through the raindrops. He lives through the rain. I'm the only guy who crushes him. He, uh, I, I, like I said earlier this week, I wouldn't bet this with your money. This is a game that I, I just, it has never existed for me on the betting card. Chargers at the Vikings. Anyone who's betting it, God bless you. I, I, I wish the best of luck for you, and hopefully the witching hour doesn't take years off of your life. But this is one that I want to no part of. But I'm sure it's going to be entertaining because you have two teams that who knows what the hell they're going to do. So I'm sure it'll be one of the fun games of the of the early window. You know what bothered me about this game is the Chargers haven't turned the ball over yet, and they've lost two games. Yeah. Think about that. We got to still do the coordinator battle. But oh, yeah. I mean, at some point, they're going to turn the ball over, right? It's just human nature. What is, what's the stat? It was the first team ever to score 50 points in the first two weeks with no turnovers and be 0 2. Like, the, yeah. it's, it's classic. They're charge. setting records. I mean, they're second records, and nobody says a word about them because he goes for it on fourth down. If you go for it on fourth down, you're in good graces. Coordinator battle of the week coming up next, as well as some futures movement here on the Lombardi line. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code WINNER to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe here in Circa Resort and Casino with downtown Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Joining us in the next segment, our buddy Matt Eumanns, host of VEASAN Tonight, also the College Football Betting Podcast. He will join us. We'll talk NFL and College Football Monster Slate once again on this Saturday here. But, Michael, let's get into the coordinator battle of the week as we wrap up the Lombardi look ahead. Uh, which coordinator battle did you want to highlight in tomorrow's games? Well, I think this one that's kind of not talked much about, I think this Jim Schwartz, Schwartz was, first of all, I think Schwartz has made a huge difference mm-hmm. in in what's going on in Cleveland, especially game management, situational football, and everything that that has transpired. I think he's done a remarkable job, and he's taken this Browns defense, and they have no team's been in the red area on the Browns defense so far this year, which is remarkable, that's crazy. right? So, you know, I mean, they gave up the big play to to Pickens against Pittsburgh, but you know, they've been really good. Their front's dominating. He gets matchups. I mean, he's been, he put Miles Garrett over on Ted Karras. He knows Ted Karras can't move laterally, so he cover, makes him have to block one-on-one. Not No chance, right? So I just think he's done a really good job. Plus, he last year he was in Tennessee. He was helping Tennessee staff out. He lives in Nashville, so he was helping that as he was in but transitioning between. I think that gives him a lot of knowledge on Tannehill. And when you watch Tennessee's offense – I mean, last week against the Chargers, they made two big plays. They made the 70-yarder, you know, Tannehill to Burks, and then they made the big run. And so I, I don't know how they're going to move the football against Schwartz's defense. Schwartz knows how to take Henry. It's hard to run the ball. It's hard to run the ball in the Brownies. So if you take that away and you put the game into Tannehill's hands, I like the Browns' chances. I'm nervous about Watson's mm-hmm. playing well, but if they – I think it's hard to run the ball in Tennessee, but you can make some plays against Tennessee. You can block them up front, which Cleveland's good enough to block them up front. Yeah, we'll give out our official plays and our official card tomorrow, but I'll give the folks a little appetizer. I laid three with Cleveland in this game because of the defense. Now, Watson does concern me based on what we've seen uh, dating back to last season. That's a big concern, especially against Vrabel and that Titans defense. They're a very well-coached defense, but I just like the matchup for Cleveland's defense. And and what we saw Tennessee do week one against another really good defensive front in New Orleans, I think we're going to see even worse there from the Titans offense. Like Cleveland can definitely pressure Tannehill, and then maybe you can make Tannehill make some of those mistakes that he made against the New Orleans Saints. So I laid the three here with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, This is also a game that probably is going to go under the total of 39. Like this just feels like it's a grimy, gritty, sort of low scoring game. And uh, I like Cleveland in this spot. So that's a little appetizer for our folks who are on the Lombardi Land full card coming out tomorrow. Uh, let's take a look, though, Michael, while we have some time at some futures movement that we've seen in the NFL and college football. And we wanted to start here highlighting the Miami Dolphins, the team of mm. the season so far through two weeks. Team but that of sounds September, silly. Yeah, it's team, team of, of September. <laughs> Right now, the the, the odds movement that we've seen on the Dolphins in all the markets has been pretty massive. Tua to win the MVP, I know that's your guy, 22-1 to down to 6-1. to He is the favorite to win MVP. In the AFC East in the preseason, they were plus 300. Now they're even money there at plus 100 there. 
as the favorite in the AFC East. AFC title to win the AFC, 11-1 to preseason, 6-1. to And then in the Super Bowl, they went from 25-1 to to 13-1. to The regular season wins opened at 9.5. Now the adjusted win total sitting at 11.5. Is this too much, not enough, or just right on the odds movement for the Dolphins in the futures markets? I think it's a little bit slipping. I mean, they haven't played great defensively. You know, I mean, Vic's done a nice job against New, New England, had a chance at the end of the game. Uh, but, you know, New England was couldn't run the football on them, whereas the Chargers did. Chargers moved the football on them. Chargers had every chance to win that game, and they couldn't get it done. So I think it's a moving a little bit too quick. I mean, I think, look, I'm not anti-Tua, but Tua's very accurate, and he's got great skill guys. Now, Waddle's going to be out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, he's in concussion protocol, and he hasn't come out of it. That That's going to affect him. You know, that's going to be a problem. And so, you know, like Tua's accurate, makes good throws. I mean, what's the difference? Let me ask you. What's the difference between Tua and Brock Purdy? They're both really efficient. And they both play on teams that people think are Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> and, I mean, if, if Brock Purdy went to Miami, would there be much of a difference in Miami's offense? No. I mean, they, they, they're pretty running the same system, isn't it? Isn't it pretty similar? This, well, the, yeah, and they have different – well, they throw it outside the numbers more in Miami but because they have Tyreek Hill. That's why. Mm. But, but I mean, I, my point is I'm not dismissing it. I just think he's very efficient within the system. Now, you know, if they get behind and he's – you know, they're not – here's the thing I think people misconstrue about Miami Dolphins. If you study them, they're not a good third-down team. They're not a good third-down team. And New England only forced them into nine third downs. you got to get them up to 14. That means you can't allow chunk plays. When you're not a good third down, your execution on third down, when it becomes a pass game and that line has to pass protect, then it becomes a little bit of an issue. So, look, I think Tua's had two great games, okay? There's no, no denying. The second game, it was the run game that won that game. But the media tends to go on with it as if it's just him. But for me, I think Miami I'm, – I'm not sold that Miami's an elite team. I think Miami's a good team. Mm-hmm. But the, their problems are soon to come. And those are the problems that you see on defense and the problems that you've seen on third down is what you're hinting at here with the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. Real quick, I just read on Twitter, Femi, that uh, that Joe Burrow is out at practice today okay. and running and doing a full warm-up with high energy. Okay. Somebody from Cincinnati tweeted that out. So sounds like he's going to play from based on that report if you're just kind of trying to figure it all out. No, thanks for pointing that I out. I wonder – wonder oh. if the number will adjust based on that. That's exactly what I was looking at right now. I'm seeing uh, across town, we see the Bengals have gone to a three-point favorite at even money, and nothing has reacted so far in the market dramatically. But th- you would imagine that that number is going to get bet. Those two-and-a-halves will likely go to threes and maybe even three-and-a-halves um, if Burrow yeah. is on indeed my board, On the board I'm looking at on all the shops all over, the, it's, it's lit up that it's going up. It's at two-and-a-half that's going up to three. Okay, so good news there for the Cincinnati Bengals and good news for Joe Burrow. We all want to see him out there. Hell of a quarterback there, so seems like he's good to go. He said throughout the week that he's feeling a little bit better. Wasn't as sore as he was on Sunday, so hopefully he doesn't re-aggravate it again upcoming on Monday Night Football, but maybe that extra day of rest was able to get it right for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. We'll be tracking that line movement here uh, throughout the rest of this morning. But I wanted to ask you about the odds movement switching over to college football now with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Everybody thinks that Alabama's kind of down in the dumps. They didn't look impressive last week against South Florida in their win. Obviously, they lost to Texas at home over at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Well, here's how Alabama's odds have moved throughout the first month of the season. Preseason, Jalen Milrow was 28 to 1 to win the Heisman. Now he's 120 to 1. 
SEC, Bama was three to one, now plus four fifty. National title, they were six to one, now they're forty to one. Regular season wins went from ten and a half to now eight and a half. Do you think this is too much, not enough, or just right on the tide? You know, I, I, I'm I'm really d- disappointed. I thought the tide was going to be better <clears throat> defensively. I really did. Now, you know, Lane Kiffin intimated that they've made a change with the defensive coaches. Kevin Steele was brought in, but he doesn't think Kevin Steele's calling the defense after the Texas game. I don't know that. I, I don't have that information to verify what Lane Kiffin is suggesting. Of course, Lane tr- tries to stir things up <laughs> in Tuscaloosa as much as he possibly can. But to me, I, I thought they would be better defensively. I don't see the same level of talent on Alabama's team that I'm used to seeing defensively or frankly, offensively. I think that they are a little bit like Clemson. They haven't quite got it to where they had it before. And it's disappointing because we expect it. I I don't think I would play any of these numbers at all because I think Alabama's going to – I think Alabama has come down to some of the teams in the conference, Mm -hmm. not not separated themselves. Why do you think that is? Do you think – is it – the NIL bridging the gap here, or, or, or what do you think is behind Bama kind of coming back to the pack? Well, I, I think a lot of it is into tied into this recruiting where you think you're getting five stars. You know, remember what Kirby Kirby Smart said this, and it was a dig at Nick. You know, when they won the national championship, nobody picked up on it. It, it affected me. He said, "You know, we've won this thing without having to take any transfers." He was referring to Alabama. Mm. He was referring to Alabama. They took a bunch of transfers, which you really wouldn't think Alabama would, but everybody does. Kirby didn't because he had so much talent. What Kirby was saying was, we, we can select talent better than they can. Ooh. What he was saying, we don't have to go into the transfer portal. And I think, to me, that's one of the issues. You get caught up in these stars. You get caught up in these stars. You start thinking that, oh, my gosh, they get a five-star here, five-star there. But are they really? Do they play like – I mean, Notre Dame's been taking four- and five-star quarterbacks before Hartman forever. Have any of them looked like four or five stars? Ian Book? I mean, like, go through them all. Yeah. Or how about the last two Clemson quarterbacks? Like DJ Ungalale, five-star. Cade Klubnik, five-star. Both guys just turning the football over and not playing good football. So, uh, yeah, stars only matter but so much. And you, you ultimately have to develop Playing those matters. Guys. How yeah. you play matters. It does. Would you take the points here with Ole Miss? They're a plus seven in some yeah. spots. You would take it? No hezzy. Mm-hmm. Money line? Yeah, I wouldn't hesitate. Money line? Rebels? Money line? I don't know if I'd do that, but I would take the points. I think it's going to be a close game. All right. Well, we'll ask Matt Humans about it on the other side. He's, he joins us in studio here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN shows are clashing. We've got a subscription contest going between the shows here at VEASAN, and we need your help to win. At stake is a $1,000 voucher at Circa Sportsbooks to be used on a Super Bowl futures ticket. To sweeten the deal for you, you'll save 10% when you sign up for a new VEASAN Pro Annual subscription and use promo code Lombardi. Bragging rights and juicy futures ticket is on the line. It's time to start betting smarter and help us do the same. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up for a new VEASAN Pro Annual subscription. Save 10% with promo code Lombardi. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line on the DraftKings Network. Shout out to our audience over on Samsung TV+. Plus, We appreciate you guys viewing us as well. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino and joining us in studio, as he usually does each and every Saturday, the one and only Matt Humans, host of VSIN Tonight, which you can check out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern. Also, co-host of the College Football Betting Podcast with our buddy Tim Murray. Matt, how are we doing today? Massive slate in college football. Massive slate. This is a hell of a weekend. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, these are the type of college football Saturdays you look forward to all summer. When we have those slow days and, you know, we don't have a lot to talk about on these shows, you look forward to Saturdays like this where you got uh, wall-to-wall action from morning to late at night. And uh, I've got a bunch of plays on the college card. Uh, I think I've got about 15, 16 bets right now. And that's just the the warm-up act. Femi. We haven't we haven't we haven't put in the live bets or the halftime bets or any of that stuff yet. But just I uh, got 15 or 16 sides on the college card. The NFL card pretty ugly this week for the most part. It's mm-hmm. tough for me to find many sides I really like. I am looking forward to the as I'm sure Michael is to the Sunday night game Steelers at Raiders. I think that's going to be a really interesting game. Matt. Your best bet, you're with us. We're in the same boat with you. I'm, a, I'm the president, and Femi's the president of the Cam Ward fan club. Mm-hmm. You like Washington State getting three points playing at home. Tell us why. Yeah, it's interesting here. I, you know, According to my numbers, I mean Washington State a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Close to three, actually. You know, I talked to Richie Bachelary, longtime odds maker here at Circa. He's here at Circa Sports now. He said he made it Washington State minus one-and-a-half, and the market is at three. Oregon State minus three. I know another handicapper is pretty good with college football. He made this Oregon State minus five. I, I don't, wow. you know, so we got a big difference of uh, opinion or numbers, whichever way you want to put it here. I like Cam Ward, 72% completions, nine touchdowns, no picks. This is an offense averaging 49.7 points. And when I look at the Oregon State side, I think DJ Uyungle is taking a little bit of a step back here. Last week, he threw two picks against San Diego State. He's down to 62% completions. I don't trust him on the road in this game. I do have a lot of respect for Damian Martinez. You're going to see him play in the NFL. He's a stud running back for the Beavers. He's getting 8.8 per carry so far. So Washington State's got to be able to stop the run here. But if you look at this Cougars team, pretty impressive resume so far. Mm-hmm. They, they crushed Colorado State on the road and then whipped Wisconsin at home. And uh, I like the home dog here. I, I really don't think Washington State should be the dog, so – uh, based on the numbers, this is the biggest difference I had on uh, today's college games. Yeah, I feel like people aren't watching Washington State because Cam Ward is terrific. And I think the handicap for me in this game would be you're getting the better quarterback at home with points. Is that also the handicap for you in Ohio State-Notre Dame, the massive game that's going to be later on this evening? That's a pretty good segue, yeah. Like you're, that one? you're a pro. That's, that's a pro segue. Huh? Sam Hartman, I think, is going to be the difference <laughs> in this game. 71% completions, 13 touchdowns, no picks. You've also got the nation's leader in rushing yards, Audrey Castime for the Irish, 521 yards, 8.3 per carry. You know, I've watched uh, the Buckeyes in their first three games, and they played weak competition. The Buckeyes are really good in the bully role, right? They blow out bad teams, Indiana, Youngstown State, Western Kentucky. But you got two young quarterbacks. I think both are going to play in this game. Kyle McCord's going to get to start. Devin Brown's probably going to see some playing time. These guys have not been in an atmosphere like this yet on the road. And Sam Hartman's 24 years old. You know, he, he's been through all the big games. I think he's been exceptionally poised and in control of this offense. 
and I'm banking on Sam Hartman to lead the Irish to a win here. I took three and a half. I also like Notre Dame to win the game outright. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So tell, talk me off the ledge. I'm, I'm concerned about Alabama. More defensively, mm-hmm. look, I knew they were going to struggle offensively because I – I was not a fan of the Tommy Reese hire there. Right. And then he started bringing, then he brought the Notre Dame quarterback. And I'm thinking, well, you know, why would we do that? And, you know, Lane Kiffin's acting awful cocky. But you seem to feel like Alabama will turn this back around. It's parents weekend down there. The great Bill Berman's in the stands hey. I mean, with his bear bearing cap on. <laughs> I mean, anything can happen. <laughs> so I watched the, uh, the tape of the Alabama South Florida game a couple times and I was really stunned at how bad the, the tide looked in that game. Now, it was a game interrupted by weather. And the key is I didn't want to overreact when it was over because the two quarterbacks who played for Alabama, Tyler Buckner, Ty Simpson, are not going to see the field today in Tuscaloosa. All right, so it's going to be a different offense than what you saw last week. That was one of the five worst games I've seen Alabama play since Nick Saban's been coach. They were tied 34-point wow. favorite in South Florida. This is a bad South Florida team was throwing the ball into the end zone with a chance to tie the game with six and a half minutes to go. Alabama punched one in with 33 seconds left to make the score look a little bit better at 17-3. to Now, the defense has allowed 14.7 points, and this is not one of Saban's elite defenses, but I do think it's uh, good enough here against a Mississippi team that I, I really believe a lot of people are so anxious, so excited to kind of fade the tide and predict Saban's demise, mm-hmm. that they're they're not really taking a deep look at this Ole Miss team, which I think is uh, not the team that's going to be able to go into Tuscaloosa and expose Alabama. A couple weeks ago, I watched uh, Ole Miss go to Tulane. Green Wave playing their backup quarterback, and that game was tied going to the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, I don't like it also when, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin, not one of my favorite guys, he, he's, <laughs> I can't, I can't say the word on the air I want to use to describe Lane Kiffin, but I think Nick Saban's really going to want to stick it to him here. And also in in betting, I'm a big believer on, you know, buying on bad news and buying low. I I got Alabama as a six-point home favorite against this Ole Miss team. Uh, You know, three weeks ago, there's no way you would have thought the price was going to be that. So I I actually think uh, with all the negativity surrounding Alabama, Michael, I think – Saban's going to come out smiling today. I like the way this sets up, and he's got his best quarterback, Jalen Milrow, gives him the best chance to win. If Milrow cuts down mistakes, and I think he will, uh, I expect Alabama to win by double digits. Ooh, okay, Lane's Lane's. Now, having said that, I don't think this is an Alabama team that's a, a you know a playoff contender. Let's put it this way. But this, I don't think this Ole Miss team is the one that's going to expose Alabama's weaknesses. All right, maybe we'll have to wait down the line to see if Alabama will get exposed. We're hanging out with Matt Eumanns, host of VEASAN tonight. You can check that out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern, also host of the College Football Betting Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Well, let's continue on with the mm-hmm. card here. Big game in the Pac-12. We're not talking about the one that's at Otten. How about the one at Rice-Eccles? UCLA taking on Utah. The Utes, three-point favorites. Cam Rising, once again, will not be playing in this game, still recovering from the knee injury. It's going to be the freshman Dante Moore for the Bruins in a hostile environment out there in Salt Lake City. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a really strong home field, but I'll tell you what, it's not a strong Utah offense without Cam Rising. This is a, an offense that's a pedestrian at best without Rising. And uh, I bet this UCLA plus six, I, at the time I thought Rising was going to play, but I didn't really uh, fear it that much because he hasn't played since the Rose Bowl when he blew out his knee. So I, I wouldn't expect him to step in and be Superman right away. But this Utah offense is having trouble moving the ball 
without rising. And in fact, if you take away that 70-yard pass on the first play against Florida, Utah was outgained in that game 346 to 200. So, and the Utes were lucky to win at Baylor. I have not been impressed with what I've seen so far, especially with the Utah team stripped by injuries. I was at the Rose Bowl tonight. Dante Moore stepped in in relief for Ethan Garbers and just instant offense, you know, lightning strike, quick, big plays. This guy's the real deal. And I think, uh, you know, really raises a ceiling for this UCLA team and the program in the next couple of years with what he can do at quarterback. A lot of times you hear about these five-star kids that come in and they're really hyped and you see him play and you say, okay, I don't see it. Well, I do see it with Dante Moore. Uh, so I think, you know, UCLA's also got the ability to run the ball. A lot of people think of Chip Kelly as a guy who spreads the field and throws it all over the place. That's not the case. The running game is the basis for Chip Kelly's offense, and Carson Steele is a power runner. They've got speed backs. Uh, they've got a couple of big play receivers. I've really started to like this UCLA team more and more. I think Kelly can go into Salt Lake City and steal one. Matt, real quick, we got about a minute. Mm-hmm. We've got next week break. We'll talk pro. But why is everybody in your in your contest all over Middle Tennessee yeah. against Colorado State? Well, as soon as Colorado State blew that lead against Colorado and Boulder in the double overtime game, I looked at the schedule and said, who's Colorado State got next? Oh, it's a trip <laughs> to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And guess what? The Blue Raiders went to Fort Collins last year as 14-point underdogs and beat Colorado State by two touchdowns. Uh, Rick Stock still has got a legit team with nine defensive starters back. Don't forget also, Middle Tennessee went to Miami last year as a 25-point dog and beat the Hurricanes straight up. So, you know, it's a classic flat spot, emotional letdown spot for uh, the Rams, too. All right, back in the Blue Raiders, four-point favorites right now over at DraftKings. We'll get a couple more college plays from Matt, then also his NFL card to wrap up the show on the other side. It's the Lombardi Line hanging out on the DraftKings Network. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit BioToyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment legal or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code Vegas. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code Vegas. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the final segment of the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi, our buddy Matt Humans joining us in studio for not one but two segments here on this college football Saturday. And before we move forward, let's give an updated results here on our poll that we put up earlier in the show. And this one was simple. Which of these quarterbacks playing in the big games today is your best bet to win the Heisman Trophy? Sam Hartman, 10 to 1. Jordan Travis, 14 to 1. Shador Sanders, 18 to 1. Bo Nix, 20 to 1. And the results... Sam Hartman, 30% of the vote, just under 31%. Sam Hartman wins the poll. Of course, Notre Dame taking on Ohio State. But my man, Bo Nix, at 20 to 1, got 25%. So Bo Nix came in second, but it's pretty split here. And it's basically, it's kind of bet your opinion on what you think those teams are going to do today. What's your uh, thoughts on the Heisman race as it pertains to the big games that we have coming up today here? Well, you could have had Sam Hartman 20 to 1 a couple weeks ago. You got to look ahead at the schedule. Notre Dame's got Ohio State and USC at home and also plays Clemson. If the Irish win two of those three big games, Hartman's got a great shot to win the Heisman. Shador Sanders is going to lose to Oregon today and uh, probably lose to USC next week, so his stops, stock's going to drop in the Heisman. That's just the way it works. You know, mm-hmm. if you lose a couple games and the Heisman hype kind of fades a little bit. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the Heisman. Uh, I think, you know, typically a lot of times it doesn't go to the best player, most valuable player. It just goes to the quarterback on the team that wins the most games, you know. A lot of times, and uh, but you you have to bet that way too. Sam Hartman, I think right now Notre Dame's got a legit shot to go eleven and one, and if that's the case, you know, with all the hype that surrounds Notre Dame football and the media coverage, Hartman's got a great chance to win it. Like I said, he's twenty four years old, Femi. Think mm-hmm. about that; he's older than some of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, what is he, like three years older than Anthony Richardson and, and, yeah. and C.J. Stroud? <laughs> like, those guys are like 21 years old. And Hartman has a hell of a story, too, like, like what he's overcome health-wise and all that stuff. Like, you can f- see that mm-hmm. kind of factored into how he's covered and, and sort of the narrative there. So uh, he's older than eight uh, NFL quarterbacks is what our producer Elliot Bowman just said. Michael, you wanted to jump in here real quick? Well, I, I think Matt's makes a great point. I mean, they're, they're, they're primed for this. I mean, this is the first time they've actually had an offense. And – if they do this, he's got such a great PR campaign behind him that, you know, he can, you know, lift. I mean, look what he did for Wake Forest. I mean, Wake Forest, he lifted that pro. Now, I think Wake Forest is well coached and all that, but I, I, I think he did a lot for them. And at 24 years old, yeah, I mean, you want that. 
Yeah. Last thing I'll say on this is that you mentioned Hartman. He plays Ohio State at home today, plays USC at home later on down the line. Uh, Bo Nix plays Colorado sure. today. He plays USC at home as well. If he can beat Shador, if he can mm-hmm. beat Caleb, just saying, just saying. Uh, but let's get to back to your college football card before we get to your NFL card here. Oklahoma at Cincinnati is a game that's going to kick off in about 15 minutes. Sooners, 13-point road favorites, total 57 and a half. Uh, are you going with the home dog here in this spot? I am. I think uh... – Cincinnati's a bit of an ugly home dog here, but the Bearcats went on the road and beat Pitt a couple weeks ago, and I've watched Oklahoma, again, Sooners, just like they did last year, really good in the bully role early in the season, blow out two bad teams, but if you watch the SMU game, that was 14-11 to 11 late. SMU had to go for it in its own territory, turned it over on downs. Sooners get a couple of quick scores. If you just look at the, you know, if you just look at the score, you say 28-11, to 11, Another pretty easy win for Oklahoma. Not the case. I think Sooners are going to go on the road here and struggle with the Cincinnati defense. Also, Emory Jones has played really well. He's been Mm -hmm. making plays in that Cincinnati offense. So, you know, when you're catching two touchdowns with a quarterback who can make plays like that, I think you you got to like that bet. Home dogs, uh, I I, I lean that way in college football anyway because I always feel like the, the home field advantage in college football is much stronger than it is in the NFL. And he's got a lot of numbers to back that up. Where are you, Matt, with Clemson, Florida State today? I, mean, uh, I know not, you don't have it on. Not play. on it. I know uh, you're not playing it. Not on it. I just don't trust Cade Klubnik in the Clemson offense. And, you know, another yeah. thing, if, if that game were at night in Death Valley, I'd be much more inclined probably to play Clemson here. But Jordan Travis is a better quarterback. Florida State's more talented team. If I were going to bet Clemson, I would have to have a full three points here. But I wouldn't even be crazy about that bet. Yeah, that game kicks off in about 15 minutes. Florida State, a two-point favorite over at DraftKings, total 56. I'm not betting that game, but if I had to, I'd honestly lay it. And I know that's probably the squarest thing on the board today, but I would lay the two. I think I'm getting the better quarterback mm-hmm. in what's going to be a close game. And I just like sure. you, I don't trust Cade Klubnik. I don't do it. So I wouldn't I wouldn't take Clemson in this spot. All right, let's real, real quick, we'll get to your NFL bets. Do you want to run down your card here? I know you have, uh, looks like about six sides and then a teaser to go along with it as well. Yeah, I've uh, yet to lose an NFL teaser this year, so that's a positive thing. And I like the one this week with mm-hmm. Jaguars minus two and Steelers plus eight and a half. I'm a little uneasy about the Jags, and I wouldn't lay the points in that game. You know, if you knock it down to one and a half or two on a teaser, feel a little bit better about it. But uh, Michael, explain how, how have the Texans gone to Jacksonville and won four straight? <laughs> Jaguars have had yeah. all sorts of trouble in that rivalry. And, you know, on Sunday night, I like the Raiders to win. But I'm not wild about the Raiders in that game. You know, winning by a big margin, I think if you tease the Steelers up to eight and a half, that's a decent way to play it. Now, uh, NFL's been okay for me. It's been, uh, I would say, up and down a little bit. But the Patriots have really hurt me. I'm 0-2 mm-hmm. on the Patriots as home dogs the last two weeks. I'm going to give them one more shot here, Michael. What do you think? Patriots laying two and a half at the Jets. Zach Wilson's had a four-interception game and a three-interception game against the Belichick defense. I just... The problem I have with the Patriots right now is what's the identity of this offense? You know, it's That's a great question. struggling to move the chains, you know, struggling to move the ball down the field and then turn it over when you get inside the 30. Uh, I'm hoping Mac Jones and the, and the offense can clean that up, but the problems on the offensive line have been uh, troubling to me too because the Patriots' offensive line play needs to improve. But 14 in a row for Belichick against the Jets. I'm going to take one more shot here with uh, the Patriots at 0-2. It sounds like this week, Matt, their offensive line is probably f- the first time all year intact. Trent Brown's back. He practiced all week at left tackle. Cole Strange at left guard. 
Lowe, the kid they traded for from Minnesota, will be the right tackle to go along with uh, the big man, Michael Alawano, in at right guard. So, and David Andrews at center. So they finally have this line that is practiced all week together. They've been moving people around. Mm-hmm. You know, the opening game, they started two rookies at guard against the Eagles, which had a chance to win that game. And those rookies held in there. They didn't play great, but they held in there. And, and you're right. I mean, they need to stop turning the ball over. They keep beating themselves. And they, and Mac, has become like almost an Andy Dalton every time he moves the ball to a certain point and then they blow a protection call. They, mm-hmm. you know, throw a bad a 50-50 ball. And the identity factor is really well taken because they haven't been able to run the football. I mean, Stevenson was a 1,000-yard runner last year and they haven't been able to really run the football effectively. And that's got to help Mac Jones. Mac Jones can't throw it as much as he did in the first two games or put the game in his lap. There needs to be a little bit more balance, and it starts with running the football. So, yeah, there's a lot of lot of reasons why they have not struggled, but identity is, I think, the main one. They've got to get that back, and it starts with their offensive line. And this is a tough group to block in New York. I mean, yep. they're a tough team to block up front. It'll be a challenge. Weather, too, is going to play a real part in this game because if it's going to continue to be – ugly like it seems like it is today and tomorrow this will be a sloppy game the number that i think that under total over mm-hmm. i think it'll continue to go down yeah it's total of what 36 36 30? is where we sit right now, uh, now I, so I, I wanna, a lot of where i am is 30 yeah 36 yeah, yeah. there's some 36 and a half but not many i want to play that under you know it's vivid in your memory that 10 to 3 game these teams played late last season but I'm also concerned about uh, the quarterbacks turning it over and creating yeah. short fields for the defense. It doesn't take yes. a lot to get over a total of 36. I also like the Packers against the Saints, and hopefully the uh, injury situation for the Packers is positive here on the weekend. Running back Aaron Jones, receiver Christian Watson, left tackle David Bakhtiari. I think those guys have a shot to play. But if you look at the Saints, you know, they've got two narrow wins. They beat, uh, they beat the Titans by one, beat a really poor Panthers team on the road. But Derek Carr... Not playing that well right now. He's got, what, one TD pass, two picks. He's been sacked eight times. I do like the Packers a little bit in uh, this spot. What do you yeah, make? I do too, oh. Matt. I like them. I, I think the Packers, you look at their numbers, yards per play, EPA, all that, they've been very good. They fell apart in the fourth quarter, and they're driving down the field. Uh, their young receivers seem to be really good. They're playing. They can play young receivers now because their quarterback's young. They, they don't have that age gap between star quarterback and young receivers that create a lot of tension. So, and look, you know, I'm not sure that Carr is going to be able to go in Lambeau and deal with all that pressure and play well. I, I think the Packer front will give him some trouble like Carolina's front did. Home opener for the Packers as well. After two weeks on the road, that'll be a raucous environment at Lambeau Field. Well, that does it for us here on the show. If you want to go ahead and stick around here on the DraftKings Network, Ross Tucker is coming up next. But here at VEASAN, the sports betting talk and analysis continues with Live Bet Saturday. Jonathan Von Tobel, Pam Maldonado will be joining us at the top of the hour for Live Bet Saturday. For Matt Humans, for Michael Lombardi, for our producer Elliot Bowman, the entire crew behind the glass, I'm Femi Bebefe saying good luck with the bets today. This has been the Lombardi Line on the DraftKings Network.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 